Today on the Homeboys Podcast, we are talking about surrounding yourselves with the right people for your investment future. We're going to give you tips to build your team as far as accountants, attorneys, and everyone else that you want to surround yourself with in order to achieve success. Stay tuned. You're kicking it with the Homeboys. You're kicking it with the Homeboys and the Homeboys Podcast. We got a really exciting topic to talk to you today. My name is Clint Weatherill, and we are discussing your real estate team, surrounding yourself with the best possible people that you can to ensure your success. I'm here with my buddy, as always, Dr. Adams. What's up? I'm living that dream, you know. This is uh, this is a pretty cool topic. It's something that I think you and I have done a really good job with. We've uh, we're going to talk about the different uh, categories, kind of of people that you want to make sure that you have in your corner and that they're good. Things like uh, attorneys, accountants, realtors, property managers, and then just fellow investors. You want to be around people who uh, share your visions and are and are pros in their little corner and uh, their little section of the world and. And are in your corner fighting for you. But um, before we get to that, what's new? I got my daughter's birthday today. Pretty stoked up. We got a six-year-old at uh, at the Hizzy. We're uh, going out for some cake and ice cream here a little bit. So I'm pretty uh, pretty stoked up. I'm pretty the, uh, excited about uh, the party Saturday. Got a big party Saturday. Uncle Scott's going to be there. Heck yeah. Uncle Scott, uh, they're they're already calling for you, so you, know, <laughs> you got to be there. Oh, but, I'm going to uh, get them all riled up as much as I can, and then I leave, the <laughs> usual. <laughs> well, good. Just then uh, terrorize my house as yep. they always do. That's my job as an uncle. But your, uh, your kiddos are on the opposite end of the spectrum. They're getting their college apartment together yeah. and getting ready to move. and. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a little gap period right now where Lily's going to be between places and, and Ivy's home for the summer. So they're around the house a lot right now just because it's kind of a transitional couple weeks here before school starts and they get to move into their apartment. So it's been great having them around. I think it's important to note that the End of the Wild uh, podcast intro that we did a few uh, few weeks back, the voiceover work was Scott's daughter, right. um, Ivy, and... Um, Man, she's incredible. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, uh, she pulled off the Australian accent on there, and she's uh, she's got she's got some skills when it comes to that. She's very passionate about acting, and, and as such, she's had a lot of roles where she's done f- different foreign accents. She did a, a Russian um, a Russian milkmaid, whatever the heck that was back in the day. <laughs> And uh, a, she's had all these roles with these foreign accents, and she just she's good at it. So yeah. it's fun. I, we bought her a microphone. I don't know if you know that. You split the cost with me. Cool. Um, bought her a microphone so she can do more of them when she's up at school and send them to Bryce. Well, the homeboys are going to be uh, bringing her into the studio a lot more often. I and, love uh, it. Exciting, uh, you know, for your girls to be doing that. But uh, but yeah, this is something that's fun to talk about because I I feel like a, a big part. You know, of my success for sure is the is the people I've surrounded myself around, and you are a huge uh, a huge part of that. Uh, you know, for me, and uh, I'm just gracious that I've got access to your dementia. You yeah. know, at all times, as George Costanza, my demented you know, thinking, Seinfeld. You ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you've got access to my dementia? Uh-huh. But uh, but no, in all seriousness, you know. Um, 
I think that that's part of what makes both of us tick. You know, I think we work well together and, you know, I'm, I know that we've got some other people that we've, uh, you know, attached our, our boat hitch to as well. But uh, it's very, very important to, to do that as early as humanly possible. I agree. It starts, it starts on the partnership level. If you're going to have a partner, um, I think it's very unusual to, to have two people who are as like-minded as we were, who had our own success uh, apart from each other to come together. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I think made our partnership so great is you didn't need me. You were doing just fine on your own. And and vice versa. Vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yet we saw the potential that joining forces could do. And it's um, it's really catapulted us um, and our, our businesses to the next level. And it's it's been a heck of a ride over a couple of decades here. And we were talking about it. Um, yesterday we had uh, a lunch, you know, company lunch and... Um, one of our employees was my secretary before you and I got together. Mm-hmm. And um, it was fun to compare and contrast, you know, pre our, our businesses to, mm-hmm. to what they are today. And, um, you know, and I think it's, it's a good place to start on partnerships and uh, having a partner in business because I think it's very difficult to do a lot of times, you know, uh, to, to get uh, people on the same page. So, you know, partnerships aren't 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 for everybody, and that's okay. For sure, you know. Yeah, we don't fun. recommend it for everyone. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's they're they're usually less successful. They fail more often than they succeed. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So be very Every careful. Every business does, and then yeah, you know, and then you add, mix in a partnership mm-hmm. on top of that, and your odds just keep getting smaller and smaller of success. So I would be very wary. I got lucky finding, you know, and. The, one of the greatest experts in our market who happened to also be one of my best friends um, for us to come together. But that's rare. I think, I think we're very lucky um, that we had that. So when you're, if you're going to do a partnership, blessed, very blessed, blessed. But if you're going to do a partnership, I would be very careful. And we don't even suggest it. We don't even suggest doing a partnership just because we have it. And we're one of the lucky few who, who made it, you know, successfully that way. Um, that doesn't mean you have to do it that way for sure. I think one thing that that helps if you are going to go into a partnership is look at compliments, like how you compliment one another. You That's know, for point. you know, for us, um, your acquisitions and uh, knowledge of uh, sheriff sales and um, you know short sales and you know some uh, you know different auctions and different different things that I wasn't even really you know involved in at all at that time. Right. You know that brought uh, opened my eyes a lot. You know, yeah. to especially to how many we could do at one time. Right. Um, you know, I was I was doing um, you know a lot of the uh, the contracting and, and property management stuff. Right. Um, so we complemented, you know, one another, you know, very well. So if you are going to get into a partnership, I think it's important to look at what your skill set is, and be realistic with what your skill set is. A lot of times, people think, oh, well, I'm just great at all of it, and I can do all of it. No, no, you can't. It's hard to be an expert and in everything within the broad world of real estate. So, you know, really be honest with yourself of what your skills are and look at what your partner could bring to the table. We see a lot of husband and a lot of our clients are husband and wives or, or couples that um, invest together in real estate. And um, we see that done fairly successfully. I, uh, I always, I always caution that marriage is, is way more important than any money you could ever make in real estate. So um, don't put your marriage at risk. If you think that it would be uh it would be a burden on the marriage in any which way. 
which there is stress in investing in anything. Oh my gosh, my, much less real estate. So I'm an just alpha be male careful. And my wife is smarter than I am. Can right. you imagine how that yeah. work? <laughs> work for the two of us? Right. You know, it's that. So it's not for everyone. So I would caution you to be careful. Um, make sure you honor your your marriage first and real estate second. So just don't do it together if if you think that right. uh, that would be uh, an issue. Is my thing. So that that kind of. Uh, we got that out of the way. Who do you yep. go into business with, or do you even go into business with somebody you don't have to? But if you do, you know, be cautious. Mm-hmm. So, what are we talking about when we say surround um, ourselves with with the right people? What, what what are you what are you looking at? Who are you looking at? I think you start with the professional services that you need, and you need a really good attorney, a really good accountant, and a really good realtor or property manager or both. So I would say the professional services category would be next. That's really important. And I know it might not seem like you need an, a, an accountant or an attorney, but they will help you so much. And, you know, these it's not like you have to hire them full time. There's all of these people work per hour and can assist you on whatever level you need. But you need, when you're choosing an accountant, it cannot just be your normal tax accountant unless they are already experts in the real estate industry. It's truly a niche um, that you need to have the accountant who has experience in real estate, right? Totally. And I think that there's uh, a lot of people out there that will say, well, I'm new to investing. Like what accountant or what, um, you know, attorney is going to take me on as a client with zero properties? The reality is they will respect you because you're getting it set up early. Um, if they're if they're a legitimate, um, you know, real estate investment attorney, or a legitimate accountant, you know, people that are successful in fields like that respect people that want to aspire to that. Don't skimp your, don't, don't cut yourself out because you're afraid that you're not big enough. You're big enough. And quite frankly, you should act as if, you know, you're going to be the biggest thing real estate's ever seen before (laughs) you even make the call to one of them. So, you know, I know a lot of other people will say, well, you know, I'm new, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to H&R Block or I'm trying to think of the other right. quick tax places, right. you know, what, what, you know, whatever um, it may be and do my taxes myself. Don't be, don't, don't short side yourself. Go ahead and act like that. You've got, you know, 10 properties under your belt and get it set up right before you even have your first property. You can do it when you, after you've already been started. So I'm speaking to both uh, newbies and seasoned investors, but if you are new, get started off on the right foot, do go, go strong, right out of the gate and make sure you have it set up for when you have a hundred properties. It's a great point. You know, people are scared to engage um, professional services in life period, you know, a financial advisor, you know, people don't want to go sit down with a financial advisor. They're like, well, I'm not making enough money yet. No, that's when the financial advisor will respect you the most is if you go to them and you say, Hey, I'm not making much money now, but I hope to in the future. And as it, as I start to make money, I'd like for you to help me along the way, become wealthy. The financial advisor will greatly respect that. And so will an attorney or an accountant. You can go in there and you can say, hey, I don't have any houses yet. I'm doing this. I've, I'm trying to build my team. They would love to help you do that. They, they take sure. true joy in doing that, the good ones. And it's a great way to screen them too because if they don't want to help you before you've built it, why would you want them around when you're flush? You know, it's a great way to screen, you know, if they only want you for the dollars instead of actually helping you and, and taking, um, some pride in, in 
seeing you or your growth, then they're not for you. So it's a right. the best time is to set it up beforehand. So you got accountants, attorneys, again, you need a real, someone who practices real estate law um, very specifically. You could, I guess, go to someone who's just contract law, but, um, but, but I, I, well, and I, I can, I can tell you um, a huge mistake on my part. Something that I did wrong is I didn't get set up with a, with a real estate attorney early on. Um, and then I had a, a big asset, you know, protection um, liability hanging over my head that I didn't even know existed. Now, thankfully, it never really, you know, caused me, you know, any angst or any, you know, any issues. But man, there was a lot of unwinding after I got to a certain size in in my investment career of making sure I had everything, you know, in order because it was just all over the place. And had I started day one, it would have been so much easier. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's that's, and there's a lot of reasons to delay it. It's expensive. I hate it. We hate we hate seeing the bills still, but we understand that there's value that's that's worth it. It's it's hard to swallow at first. Believe believe us. We both struggled with bills from each of these. We truly did, and you might too. And that's okay to struggle with it. I think in the long run, though, you will look back and be glad you did. In fact, I know you will. Okay, we're talking. We, we've we've talked about the uh, legal and financial. Um, services piece. So let's talk about, you know, your actual real estate advocates, yeah. the people that you have helping you assist in real real estate. So where where do you start? Where do you go? Well, most of our clients are going to start um, with a turnkey provider. You know, that's what most of our clients are looking for. And turnkey, just to quickly summarize for anyone that doesn't know, that's a house that's freshly rehabbed, warrantied, inspected, and tenanted, and it's got a pretty little bow on it, just cash flowing and ready for you to take it over. And those same people manage the property ongoing. They do. So then they they manage it ongoing. So everything's done for you. You just get an email update each month on, you know, any cash flows and wired rents into your bank account each month. It's a real simple way to do it. And that's how most of our clients do it. So you want to start with finding a turnkey provider. So Clint, what's the number one way to screen a turnkey provider? Experience. That's right. Um, and I know there's a lot of people that say, well, then how could there be any new property managers? Not your problem. Uh, if you're actually out looking for um, you know, property management or turnkey you know, services, um, either one can be that can be the same person. In many cases, will be the same person. Ask for their experience within our market here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, there's not many legit turnkey um, providers. You know, if you have someone that says that they've been in business for 12 years as a turnkey provider, trust me, they would not be in business for 12 years as a turnkey provider if they were screwing people over. You'd know it; they wouldn't be in business. You see lots of people try to be turnkey providers, and it is so much more difficult um, than what people actually think it is. Why? Turnkey providers have the huge Rolodex of contractors that they're able to, do, to, to rehab properties. They've got the acquisition skills. They've got the team of people. In our office here in property management, we have 15 employees just for the property management. It's vital to your success. So... Don't go with someone that is just starting out. We've seen people um, go with new property management, new turnkey, get burnt. And when you get burnt, you get burnt bad. They run off with your security deposit money that you're still going to owe the tenant. They run off with your rent money. They provide you uh, a house that has not been rehabbed. It's, there's a million horror stories out there. So be very cautious. Property management turnkey uh, providers, either one, 
experience, 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 and make sure you do your homework. Um, but anyhow, that uh, that is for turnkey and property management. Some people go the path of uh, realtors. I think it's important yeah. to to talk about real estate agents. Yeah. As well. So so there's. There's it, the same holds true with experience with a realtor. You you need to find somebody with at least five years of experience. And I'm sorry, I know everybody's got to start, and I feel bad for those realtors for, for those first five years. But this is something very serious. Let them get their practice with with someone else. Don't be the guinea pig. Don't be the guinea pig. And so you want to find a realtor that specializes in investment real estate. I this is so important. If you're just going to go with a realtor to help you find houses and do this instead of a turnkey provider. First of all, you're going to be very involved then because that realtor doesn't do much other than find the house for you and help you close that transaction. After that, you're on your own. They may have some contractor contacts and some other little contacts, but you're still on your own. Um, so with a realtor, there are two types of realtors. There's a traditional realtor. This is in residential. There's lots of types of realtors. Mm -hmm. In residential, there's a traditional realtor who goes out and shows people homes and says, here's your next home list homes, and then there's investment realtors, investment property realtors. You have to go to an investment property realtor. That's either someone who uh, lists them for banks, foreclosures, or their team that specializes in helping the investors acquire them, or a realtor that specializes in representing investors. You have to work with those. It's the residential traditional realtor does not understand this This all of the ups and downs. It takes it takes many, many, many years to understand how investment real estate works, what deals are, what doesn't, and all of those things. Many years. So you have to go to somebody with experience, specifically investment real estate. Do not call your normal realtor that you work with. And you could call them and say, do you have somebody in this specialty that you could refer? But besides that, do not use them. I'm sorry. I know you may have a relationship with them, but they are not the expert that you need in your corner for this. But my brother is dating a girl that just got her real estate license. Right. Do not use friends of friends of friends unless that person is a specifically an investment realtor with lots of experience. It really drives me nuts to see the choices that some people pick no. um, in, in real estate agents. I mean, just think about what could go wrong when you are you're buying tens of you know paying tens of thousands of dollars sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars for a piece of real estate that you know determines your financial future or could break your financial future and you're going to go in with somebody that has no idea what a foreclosure is or no idea what a short sale is or has never represented an investor doesn't have any rolodex of contractors doesn't know you know uh, the special the specialty um, contractors in in the fields it's bananas. You have to use somebody that knows the business. And there's not a ton of them out there that really, truly know. So you got to do your homework. It's a very important. Yeah, it's a small community. And besides that, you want to invest yourself, uh, invest yourself, it, surround yourself with other like-minded investors. You know, there's all kinds of uh, conferences you can go to and just kind of soak up knowledge and be around others. I'd be really careful. There's a lot of, at, at these conferences, there's a lot of people that'll be just like you that don't really have the answers that are seeking it. And sadly, some of the people who don't have the answers and are seeking it pretend like they have the answers. It's kind of a weird anomaly in our, in this world. 
Um, so just be careful with that, but surround yourself with other like-minded investors. And, you know, if you find a group of people that you guys all encourage each other and share ideas, it's really helpful. You can build a community around this. You know, we're lucky enough to be, to be plugged into the local community here with, with investors and we all know each other, all our competitors, they're our friends. The biggest competitors we have in our business are our good, good friends. They are. That's our show for today. Very important. Surround yourself with the right people. Take it very, 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 very seriously and get started today. This guy's a genius. I'm holding on to him like grim death. Till next time, happy investing.